Welcome, everyone, to the Kathy Lee Parker Show, the number one place for enlightened and entertaining guests, positive vibes, and information that is spot on. And now, for your listening pleasure, your host, Kathy Lee Parker. Thank you so much for tuning in. All of us are concerned about our children, and especially our little ones. And with me today, I have Nathan Rubin. He is the founder and CEO of SmartBeat, the video baby monitor. Welcome, Nate, to my show. Hi, Kathy. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. How did you come up with this idea for your business, the, the SmartBeat? Yeah. Yeah, um, well, like you said, it, it's it's a it's a camera, it's a video baby monitor, um, and most importantly, it does measure uh, the breathing of your newborn. And mm-hmm. um, really, it, it's, uh, it's it came about like I think it probably occurs for a lot of parents. Is start with my kids <laughs> um, when my mm-hmm. uh, when my first son was born, he was four weeks premature, and mm-hmm. um, you know, Sarah, my wife, and I had been married for uh, 13 months, and um, you know it was just all very new for us. But what made it a little stressful was that they had to have him in, under observation in the mm-hmm. neonatal intensive care unit, and that was that was fine and good. The the nurses were terrific, um, but then when we brought him home, we obviously didn't have any of that equipment, and uh, it set us on edge. Particularly Sarah, um, she was particularly on edge. Uh, just being a new mom and and uh, just concerning that, you know, if there was anything, if anything were to happen, if they were to stop breathing, we wouldn't know. So um, I, um, I was studying electrical engineering at Utah State uh, University, and I thought, well, maybe, maybe there's a way to, I, I thought the ideal way of knowing, it would be ideal to not only know that, the, that uh, he was safe, sleeping safely, but also do it in a way that, we weren't putting things on him because that was the hardest thing with watching him with like needles and cables all over mm-hmm. him. It's very hard to pick him up. And so I thought it, the, the, the ideal thing would be a way to monitor him without the hassle of attaching things to his body. So that's, that's where the how, idea came from. So it's fascinating how that camera can pick up the breathing. Is it breathing? Anything else does it do? Besides yeah, it, it does. It 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 only does breathing. Um, I did a my master's thesis, which is public. Um, it focuses on using cameras to measure heart rate, and initially mm-hmm. that's what we were pursuing. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, breathing is is definitely one of the is in fact the most important indicator when it comes to a, a mm-hmm. newborn's health. You know, this sounds fascinating. Have you tried you know approaching hospitals and? Uh, long, you know, um, senior citizen living and things like that? Yeah. The, well, the, so the answer is yes, we've tried, um, but not in, uh, not in the way that, uh, would make it, uh, I, I guess a serious, um, we, we haven't looked at a serious business opportunity for quite some time in those areas, only for the simple fact of, you know, the, the colloquial wisdom is focus or die, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we we focused on something that I was particularly passionate about, something I could wrap my arms around, which is uh, 
uh, newborn monitoring. And those other areas definitely have needs. Um, there, I, I wouldn't call myself a domain expert. I'm not a doctor. I'm not someone who deals with elderly people. And so they would be something that uh, would make sense for um, some time down the road and with maybe different a different team. But for the newborn, that was something that particularly struck home and something I was very passionate about. Mm-hmm. And would this work great? What about the the virus that's out there, the coronavirus, you know, 19? Does that help there, you with that? Or? Well, um, we, we're not a diagnose, so we're not a, an FDA device. We can't diagnose anything. Certainly, um, Anyone who has COVID, COVID is a pulmonary disease. We know that. It, it, it attacks the lungs. It makes it so we're not absorbing as much um, oxygen into the bloodstream. And, um, and that has consequences. You can definitely see anyone who has pulmonary distress, they'll breathe differently. So certainly you could see that, um, but you'd also see that in a number of other um, viruses like the cold or the flu. Um, so there's there's nothing that says that this person has COVID. Um, we could say things, you know, it's very, you could potentially say you have, you know, there's there's some kind of, there's a sign of distress, but uh, um, mm-hmm. de- definitely COVID has um, heightened people's awareness of the importance of breath monitoring. Why did you decide to take the sleep, Nathan? So, um, I, I don't think I'm a particularly. I'm, I'm a little. Uh, I'm. I was probably more risk averse um, back then when I first started than I am now. <laughs> having uh-huh. having been in a startup, that you just sort of have to get used to the idea of uh, risk. But um, I recognized when I uh, was just graduating um, that uh, you know to have the opportunity to start a new venture, uh, sometimes things just call you, and it's it. It makes sense, and there's a time in your life where you can accept a little more risk. That was definitely um, a time when you know I only had uh, only had my two small children. We didn't have um, any major financial needs or any debt, and so I, um, you know, for for us it was it was a we we looked at the opportunities. We had um, some interesting early stage uh, funding opportunities that really just sort of arose and uh and you know i just knew that if i didn't try at least attempt it then i'd always kind of wonder if i should have so yeah we always wonder when we are in a business making business decisions but um you know i know it's for breeding but you can use it for many other things like you know somebody wants something to keep a a tap on their four-legged animals (laughs) You know, you have a dog or a horse or something like that, and it has an issue with breathing or staying. <laughs> it's funny. It's you funny you mentioned that. It's funny you mentioned that because um, uh, we I had a moment really early on when we first started sales, and, and as per our um, we were as per our user uh, uh, policy, and we were we were um, capturing um, sounds and trying to understand like. We were trying to do more cry detection analysis um, on our on our mm-hmm. product, and mm-hmm. um, we uh, we heard um, barking in one of the in one of the uh, um, audio clips. Just a just a very small audio clip. We heard barking, which was very very loud, and realized mm-hmm. that uh, a lot of our customers have been actually 
putting their cameras on kennels, <laughs> and uh, and it picks up it picks up dogs breathing. It picks up. Um, I another funny story was I have I have cats. Um, I had a cat uh, jump into my son's crib. You know, he wasn't in there, but the cat wants. Austin will take naps if we leave the door open. And so a cat hopped in there. My monitor turned on and said, hey, uh, we just turned on monitoring. We're measuring breathing, and uh, it's looking at my cat. So <laughs> it's a, it really is a one-size-fits-all kind of technology. Um, did, you, did your and, cat have a pre? It kept purring, right? It kept picking up the purr. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the, it's just funny because I, I, we never marketed it like a dog or uh, any, any kind of animal, An animal. monitor. But, right. Um, some people just intuited that it, it could work. If it could work on a baby, then why couldn't it work on a dog? And they were right. It does. But why so. not senior citizen places? You know what I mean? If you have a loved one, you know, buy one and put it in their their room so you can keep an eye on their breathing, even though they can report to the doctor. You know what I mean? Yep. If and, they have and, an issue and, with their breathing or, or their slowing. I don't know. I think it's... It could be used for ICU. It could be used for many things to monitor the breathing. And I mean, it's up to the it, doctor, but it's something, a tool that could be used. Yeah, it can. It really can. And so it, it's exciting to think about all the ways it can be used. And mm-hmm. to be honest, Kathy, it probably probably will one day. It probably will. Yeah, yeah. you get a bigger one for, for, for the senior citizen who snores. Get get around that snoring and pick up the right type of breathing. <laughs> yeah, snor- snoring's a big uh, yeah, that's a big indicator. I mean, you can you can definitely well, start looking people, up. Doctors can pick up on if you you know on your breathing if you snore or heavy, you know they can tell what type of uh, issue you have there too. So you know but, some form of well, sleep acne or whatever, <laughs> they can pick well, up it, on that. Even though you probably thought, oh well, no, I don't. <laughs> There, there's, there's a few, yeah, there's a few, uh, there's a few good research questions around obstructive sleep apnea, which is the majority of sleep apnea cases are obstructive, and uh, mm-hmm. you know it's when that uh, soft palate kind of uh, collapses or prolapses in your in the back of your throat, and then you just kind of, you know, that, that's that's where you're, um, that's where people aren't getting as much oxygen, but uh, it it is a research question after all, and uh, one that mm-hmm. We're pretty excited about, but it hasn't been one that we've uh, looked at to see if we can actually look at diagnosed sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. I think it would be good to even sell it at mattress places where people buy mattresses and stuff. I mean, why not? So you know, you know, the camera that they can monitor their own sleep <laughs> or yeah. a sleep issue or something like that. But, I mean, but we, I know we always have to be careful. We always have to be careful around privacy with cameras, and that's that's our number one goal with this product. Is we want parents to feel, um, we want them to feel oh, safe. Oh, so you so that parents can see their child as well. Right. They use it. Uh, so oh, a okay. traditional baby monitor is they can see and hear the baby, um, and so they monitor oh. it with their own eyes without being mm-hmm. in the room. Um, like wow. sound monitors, that's what we first had uh, when we when we were starting out with kids. Um, and uh, so sound monitors are are nice and it's helpful um, mm-hmm. to know if they're screaming or if they need something. Mm-hmm. And this is another way of monitoring, which is telling you you don't have to watch. See what parents will do. What my wife did, she goes into the room, right? She mm-hmm. 
doesn't you can't tell if they're breathing even if you're looking at a video monitor you can't really tell if they're breathing and you just don't mm-hmm. want you know that the last that, that the last breath you saw to be their last breath and so you my wife would go in and she just kind of rest her hand on their on their on their um, tummy if they've rolled over or on or on, onto their back and and uh, you just kind of needs to feel needs to something she needs to feel that that rhythmic movement and so that's what we mm-hmm. try to provide with the camera is you know every single breath is being counted and if we if there isn't a breath if a breath stops then we send an alarm wow. to their phones to all their phones loud wow. as we can yeah wow like emergency wow do you have any um unique stories besides uh, i mean that helps save the the child or you know what I mean so, gone to the hospital well, fast enough I think one of the most uh it was probably the, the uh, most profound and fulfilling moment came about two months back we had a customer with a small um, customer support need and and in uh, after um, our staff had resolved the issue she mentioned that her um, her daughter was gonna go into for an operation because her, the smart beat had detected something and uh, we weren't we, I, we weren't aware of anything being you know this camera being used for anything um, of that nature mm-hmm. and so I I called up this mother I called her up and she shared with me she I mean she was she's a mother from southern Indiana um, she's got six kids um, so she's she's a veteran and uh, her youngest daughter um, she she always just knew there was something wrong something seemed off about her breathing and she would go to the pediatrician and say you know, I think is I think her breathing seems kind of slow it seems kind of off and and I'm sure he was a good pediatrician, but he would dismiss it. He says, we don't have any information. You know, your daughter seems healthy in every possible way. Um, you know, it's just, she just must breathe slower. And um, she tried a number of devices because there really isn't a a uh, non-medical grade device that you can just buy to, uh, to look at breathing. And so she tried a, a couple of devices, some were wearables, some were like, ads to try to try and capture information and she finally she found our product online she bought it and she said on the very first night she saw these gaps in the breathing i mean she literally saw the waveform on her phone mm-hmm. she had breath mm-hmm. breath and then 10 15 mm-hmm. seconds of no breathing and then breath mm-hmm. breath and it continued going and she took video cap she was capturing video of it um she took screenshots she she brought it actually up to a uh, pulmonary specialist who said let's we need to we need to order a uh, sleep study on your on your daughter this is not normal um so they took her to a uh a children's hospital ran ran her into, into a clinical um uh, setting ran it ran a sleep test on her and found not only obstructive but centric sleep apnea both types of apnea which is pretty rare to find, wow. and especially a 19-month-old, and uh, th- this is a it's a very rare condition. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, ICU pediatrician um, and the ENT both said that this their daughter, uh, this 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 mother's daughter was would likely have been a SIDS statistic 
if they had mm-hmm. not caught this. And um, oh. and and not only that, they said that the data, the, the breathing rate information they collected in the sleep study matched, looked almost identical to the breathing data we were showing on our camera. So I mean, it was a it was a double validating event, and uh, that uh, I mean, she was she was just so grateful, and we were just grateful that we could play a part in that. I mean, to think that there's another, you know, there's going to be another little girl on this planet that wouldn't have been here otherwise if Smartbeat hadn't been around. That's a, that's a really neat, uh, just a really neat thing to have. Wow. That's, that's wonderful. And, um, you know, I wouldn't mind having one of those things for my doggies. I have a dog that has issues with breathing. No, really. And uh, I almost came so close to putting her down that I um, got her taken care of and got her on some medicine. It's helping, but it still makes me nervous, you know. She's a big girl, lab. She's on borrow time. She shouldn't even be <laughs> here. She's over her limit of living here. But um, um, but I, I just don't have the heart to put her down yet. It's, there's still some fun energy in her that she just has every once in a while. <laughs> you know, trying to catch her breath. And then I need to know when that happens before that gets that serious. Does that make sense? They sure, can take yeah. to the vet and say, see, this is what's happening to her at night. <laughs> but anyway, um, or it's more or less in the daytime, she sleeps great at night. But anyway, but this would be good for, for animals, for even parents with older, or older children or anybody who has an issue with their breathing to have something that they can keep track of it so they don't pass away on their sleep or, you know what I mean, yeah, I, or choke yeah, just, on something. Just, just imagine having, yeah, a pre-diagnosis or a litmus test that just says, kind of like a thermometer, it says, hey, mm-hmm. your breathing's a little bit high, you know, your temperature's high, your breathing's high. Um, you know, maybe you ought to get, you ought to just go in and, and get some Go in and get a check. Yeah. yeah. There's, it's a yeah, safety precaution. Yeah, the smart bee is more of a safety precaution. And uh, so anyway, we're, we're going to be right back, Nate. After these messages, we're going to go into a commercial break. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn in Lehigh, Utah, where you'll find an open, inviting atmosphere from your first hello to the next. Our goal is to make your stay better and brighter. We are as excited as you to welcome back travel, even if it looks a little different these days. That's why we've partnered with the makers of Lysol to help deliver an even cleaner stay for our guests with the creation of the Hilton Clean Stay Program. Our promise to you is to deliver the same level of reliable and friendly service you'd expect with leading hygiene practices to keep you safe. Come stay with us at the Hilton Garden Inn in Lehigh, Utah. See you soon. Hidden Home Horse Rescue Foundation. We are a 501c3 nonprofit that rescues both wild and domestic horses and other equine that are either unwanted, neglected, abused, or their humans move. Head and Home helps rehabilitate them to be used in equine therapy to help those in need. We could use your support. You can contact us at 801-910-2698. Hey, this is Rock Top Construction. Rocktop is a family-owned business based out of Utah. We specialize in replacing worn or storm-damaged roofs and understand how to assist homeowners with property claims. For reliable service and the best value on a quality and energy-efficient roof, call Rocktop Construction at 801-567-1234. We have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Again, that's 801 801- 
567-1234 to find out more about how we can protect your home. I'm sitting here with Nathan Rubin. He is the CEO and founder of SmartBeat. It's a baby monitor. Well, Rubin, tell me about uh, a little bit about, you know, get raising money for your, you know, to get uh, something like this started and up and running, the capital requirements and, you know, where you had to go to meet all those amazing things to get you know, get your company up and running because you're doing very, very well, successfully, and and uh, and uh, in your accomplishment. Yeah. <laughs> so the, uh, I guess a word to the wise: if you want to, um, if you want to run an inexpensive business, don't do any consumer products or consumer electronics. I should say uh, there is a there is a uh, sort of a minimum. Um, uh, there's a minimum amount of capital you need to start rolling um, a lot of inventory. And, you know, to be honest, it's been, it's always been an issue. It's always been something mm-hmm. that uh, uh, it's just been a lot of work. Make sure you have the uh, operating capital you need. So um, mm-hmm. uh, what, uh, what I did, um, what I found early on is uh, uh, we, we weren't, we were never at a place where institutional investment looked interesting to us, nor that we looked that interesting to them. They are not looking so much as, I mean, at a very early stage niche product like ours. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a lot of risk to that. You have you have uh, inventory often outsourced uh, overseas, and um, and then you have the uh, the marketing and the fulfillment and just the logistics can be can be quite daunting. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we we recognized that, and um, what we ultimately ended up doing was raising through angel investors. I mean, these are um, you know, wealthy individuals, um, high net worth individuals, and uh, you know, qualified mm-hmm. um, investors by the uh, SEC. And we found them at a variety of places. Um, DES, the Consumer Electronics Show down in Vegas, was a a really great place to meet um, people who were um, passionate and really under just mm-hmm. just got it, just got the vision. In fact, um, all the investors I, I've been told I've been told by people much more experienced than myself that what it really comes down to, whether you raise money or not, it really comes down to the CEO, it comes to the, the founder, and uh, right. and that was me. I mean, ultimately, they're investing in me. Right. And so I, um, I met people at this show. I met, I went to, I, I pitched in a variety of venues, some private, some public, um, and uh, really, uh, I, I never, I, I found some. You know, you'd find it in the least ex- unexpected places. So, uh, my, you know, my wife's um, former mission president. <laughs> Of all people in the in LDS lexicon, a mission president in uh, some ecclesiastical calling. I mean, we 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 met up at one point, and he asked what I was doing, and was so impressed. He understood exactly what we were building, and and of and while we had all the financial statements, and we had you know the projections and the reasons to believe that this is this could be a successful venture. Um, mm-hmm. Ultimately, it just came down to the fact that they 
they bought into the idea. I mean, they, they, they felt the same emotion I did about the idea of using technology to protect newborns in, um, in a way it had never been used before. And okay. uh, oftentimes they'd even had the idea themselves. So it's amazing when you, when you find investors, often you find an investor who's already kind of thought about this idea and you don't really need to sell them on much because they already understand um, the, the, the massive implications of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Are you creating anything to add on to it or you don't want to give that out yet? Uh, you mean additional like anything? Yeah, anything like features, any updates on the smart beat? So you know, making we have any a changes. Uh, it is a so the nice thing about our product, it is really just a software product. We have a camera, but mm-hmm. uh, everything we do is on the app, on our servers. So we added in um, voice recognition, cry detection, so it's able to. Um, it's you know, it's not going to pick up crying from, like, you running the vacuum cleaner. It actually knows right. when the baby's crying. Um, we've uh, we've been able to add there, – there's there's a bevy of features that have come out just to – once we – when we have the users and the customers using the product, we identify pain points. We identify, you know what, it would be really nice if dot, 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 um, and then we address them. And some of them mm-hmm. are – harder than others, but others were actually quite simple. We just hadn't thought of them. For example, locking down the device. Some people just do not want you to be able to access the camera outside the home. And we can do that in software. We can just say, no one can access it. We lock it down. And uh, that gives parents peace of mind. I mean, like even if I wanted to, even if I, the CEO of the company, wanted to break our company uh, policy and grab video from your camera, I can't do it. I can't do it because uh, we designed a software to to lock out everyone, and so that's. Uh, uh-huh. th- there are a few other things I can't discuss <laughs> on, right. on air, yeah, but because uh, you're still you're still working on it. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. And how long have you guys been around the SmartBeat? So the SmartBeat has been around since May of 2019. So it's just a, a little about 18 months now. Wow, and you, and how did you go through this epidemic that we're still in it? But you know, how are you coming along with it? Uh, the pandemic's rough. It is rough for anyone selling electronics, um, as um, as oh. most people. Uh, the supply chain is broken. The demand is actually increased. It's actually very. Okay. Uh, the demand for this kind of product, as you correctly pointed out, I mean having the. Having something that can monitor sleep or monitor breathing is hugely important, but mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, the the supply chain was very, very. Uh, it's almost like a pileup happened on a freeway. So imagine you're going down I-15, right, and a big freight, lo- a big you know 18-wheeler just topples over. You've got this big pileup of cars. That's what COVID was like, and uh, wow. and then once you know the the debris has been cleared, traffic starts moving again. But, you know, the, the, the bigger vehicles or the more important vehicles, i.e. the companies that have more inventory needs, those are the first ones to start getting moving. moving. And we're, we're the small, we're this little company out in the very back. <laughs> and so just as traffic's starting to get moving in, we're sort of the last to get our, 
to get our, our needs filled. So it, it was really, really tough. We had uh, pre-order campaigns, those sold out immediately. I mean, it was, it was uh, uh, I'll, I'll be honest, Kathy, it was rough. <laughs> it's, it still is. It still is hard to get uh, get inventory. But, um, you know, I'm just grateful we have some fantastic uh, group of customers and, uh, and we're able to get Are you can. picking up diesel overseas? Any orders like to Europe or Japan or Canada? So we do send to Canada. We do have some um, we do have some freight options for the UK. Um, we don't currently do any uh, other languages. It's only supported in English. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but you can uh, you can hop on our website if you're in the you know uh, in the UK. You can actually order and it'll process and do customs for you and, and whatnot. But we don't have any distributors overseas. And how much is it? How much is one of them? You know, what's the yeah, cost? It, it retails for 249 Mhm. And uh, that includes the camera. The app is, of course, free. And you, use, you can use it on both the Android and iPhone. You can have virtually unlimited users. So one of the, one of those features that we knew we needed to add was the ability to give a babysitter or, you know, a grandparent temporary access so they could, you know, if they were watching the baby, they can use their phone to monitor. Uh-huh. Um, but right. still limited access so the parents have complete control and over their privacy. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, this, this is wonderful to know. And uh, uh, you're, you're still creating and you're still... You know, staying up on everything. Um, tell me what you know. What is your hiring strategy that you find for getting talent? Yeah, I have. Um, I'll be honest. I, I might be one of the. Maybe I seem like a too easy of a hiring manager because I do all my own hiring. Um, we we like to keep a, a high density kind of small team, many hats. Um, and finding talent can be, it's actually really tricky, especially if you're looking for technical talent. Now, I, I'm an engineer, I, as I mentioned before, and uh, I, um, but I can speak the language. I understand what engineers are looking for. But if you, know, you are looking for an engineer, I honestly, um, there's a myth that you have to pay a lot of money, that they're very expensive, and, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, they're, they're only going to go for the top dollar job, and and you can, they can only be found in Salt Lake. I mean, there's this kind of this this idea. We're we're located in northern Utah. This is not a place you think of as being the hot spot for um, startup activity. But um, I have found there's there's a particular type of of uh, person that is you know, of an age or circumstance where they can accept quite a bit of risk. Um, they don't have the the same financial needs that my family has where, you know, I have five kids and you know, I need to, I need to provide for all for my whole family. They, they can accept some risk and, mm-hmm. um, and they're just really, they're just really passionate about what they're studying, what they learn. And I often do find that, in students, so this is actually a product entirely built by students, believe it or not. Um, 
I even consider myself a student because I started this when I was a student. Now, uh, all of our full-time staff have since graduated, and now they're no longer students, but everyone that I've hired was at one point a student. And uh, and the way I, I go about my interview process is a little bit unique, too. I don't actually quiz them on anything. Um, I don't even look too deeply at the resume, only just to ask them questions about prior experience. I don't even look at the degree. <laughs> I literally, uh, it, it, I don't look at interviews like a, um, I'm trying to entice them or I'm trying to make them the best deal. It's more of a tryout. This is a Olympic uh-huh. tryout. You're coming to work for me on a killer product. Well, that's not the right word, but a life-saving product <laughs> that's, uh, right. I like that's wanted by, yeah. <laughs> by lots of lots of parents. And uh, and I'm not only going to um, you know employ you and hire you and pay you, but I'm going to give you equity in my company. You know, if 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 you prove up to the test, you're going to have equity in this company, um, the likes of which could you know buy you your first home when when this is all said and done. So you're literally investing in your own success. So every every line of code you write, you realize if it's written well, it's really contributing to the bottom line and ultimately your payout. So that's that's the incentive that only startups can offer. You really can't mm-hmm. find that in bigger companies. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so we use that to our advantage. And uh, so I start them off with a simple 10-hour coding assignment. Um, and if they even, if they show that they, I don't even care what the result is at the end. If they actually did a 10-hour coding assignment and come back to me, I follow up with them in a week. And if they mm-hmm. actually did it and attempted and tried to learn something new, um, mm-hmm. That tells me that these are. This is someone that's teachable, and that's one of our key uh, company um, values: is, is someone that's teachable and humble. And so, mm-hmm. I, uh, I and we start out with a contract to hire, so they have three months to work for me, and and they have three months to evaluate me. I mean, it's kind of like dating before marriage, <laughs> and so they, right. they can see what kind of an employer I am. If they like working with my team, and I can see what kind of um, how proficient they are and how quick are they to pick up on their job. And then oftentimes I've never really gone. I, I don't think I've ever gone the full three months before we either, you know, uh, mutually agreed to just cut things off or just promote mm-hmm. them to a, uh, a full-time employee. So that's, that's been our strategy. That's been my strategy. I really don't spend a lot of time doing tests or quizzes or, um, you know, circling, circulating through a bunch of people because at the end of the day, it, it really, uh, like the, we, we can tell when someone's just put into the work environment, we can tell pretty quickly if it's a, if it's mm-hmm. a good fit or not. Well, Nate, tell me who were your mentors and advisors in your, you know, in your startup journey? Yeah. Um, so uh, just a quick note on mentors and advisors. Uh, it's, it's really, I can't stress enough that that's one of the biggest things you have to have uh, in, a, in a startup. If I, if I was to give myself advice when I first began, it would be to have a, to really find someone who has done what you're trying to do and has gone where you're trying to go. Um, for me, I, I actually, uh, I came in contact with a well-known angel investor um, in Utah County, John Richards. He has a... Uh-huh. He has a wonderful um, program that uh, invites basically anyone from any walk of life to to learn the the nuts and bolts of starting a business, 
and nailing a business model and how does the lean startup methodology fit into all that and just mm-hmm. teaches them really in a kind of efficient and straightforward fashion. I mean, John doesn't mince words, um, you know, how, how you can identify and, um, and curate success. I mean, there's, there are, you know, we all, we all think of startups as like inherently chaotic and, and sort of like, you know, just, just the lucky draw. And, uh, but there's, there's really a, there is, there is a structure to them. There's a, there's, there's a lot of formulas and good practices that you follow that really do uh, make the, the chances of success a lot higher. So John Richards is a great, great um, example of a mentor. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then did, I, you, did, uh, any, did you read a lot of books? Did you, you know, studied, um, you know, went on you know, the Internet, looked around, I, I read, you did what? I read Eric yeah. Reese's Lean Startup. I actually really liked that book. I don't know if John recommends that one, but I, I like that book. And then um, uh, Steve Blank, is kind of, he's considered the father of Lean Startup, and uh, he wrote a book um, called The Startup Owner's Manual. Um, uh-huh. And that's actually, it reads just like a textbook. So you look at it, there's a little worksheet that helps you identify what you're, um, how you're, you know, what, how you're going to determine your product market fit, and, um, mm-hmm. and it's, so it's not so novelly. It's more it's more of a textbook, and and John walks you walks you through that, um, and he has a ton of material as part of his startup ignition course. So mm-hmm. I guess shameless plug for that. It's a really great program. I, I often I, I'm I'm one that's very <laughs> skeptic of programs and sort of the you know mm-hmm. we'll teach you success and you'll be like 400 percent better after going to the seminar. I usually don't buy that, but uh, uh, John's program is it, there's it's mm-hmm. a it's a no frills straightforward <laughs> you know fire hose of information and really um, a lot of uh, not not just information but really like practical um, like exercises I mean things that really get you going mm-hmm. it's quite phenomenal. Well, um, also too you know Nate I still believe this should be why don't you sell it to veterinarians. You know, when you take your dog or cat in for surgery, you have to keep them overnight, you know, um, 60% of the time, and they need to watch and monitor the animal. I think this would be good to have it watched. And, and this, yeah, the breathing, the heart, I know you're going to increase the software. The next six months, by yeah. the time I see you again, you're going to have it so much improvement. Because with a you know, our product, an IT product, software, they're always improving it compared from the first one. And I'm yep. sure you see it even today. From starting it in May till today, May of last year, you see such a big result improving so, it. And so here's here's kind of the exercise I would do in real time with you, Kathy, because on the surface, it sounds like a great idea. It sounds like the same, you know, the... the the customer would be people who have pets and animals, and, and you know the mm-hmm. statistics show people do spend quite a bit of money, even more than money on their, their own animals. children. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> I know so, my I know family. My mom spends more money on a dog than us. But yeah, it's but, just it's yeah, and, and you know and so you know there, where resorts and stuff. People really love their animals, and they just you know they don't they live a short time. But the point is is to be able to have it watched. And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, dang, a, a veterinarian, even if you set it up in the home, 
of someone's house or something to watch, and he takes it down. You know what I mean? It's a good product for him to use to be in his briefcase, you know what I mean, to watch and monitor an animal. Or, I don't know, and same thing with um, retirement homes, you know, um, to have it in the corner of the room. I mean, especially if they're senile, that's, I guess that's not the right word to use, but the, you know what yep. I mean, have memory problem there that they can watch. And and the same thing with breathing. What if they choke on something? What if they fall, you know, trip, fall, hurt? And, you know what I mean? There's so much you can do with this camera. And, and believe be me, really I... really wonderful to be able to help. Especially, yeah, I don't know. I have a grandma, and everybody has a grandmother and <laughs> a grandfather, and they've been in those, you know, hospitals and, you know, places and stuff, and you want them to be able to, so was Grandma doing okay? She's doing okay today. I don't have to watch every day or nothing, but just be able to look and make sure she's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so the, to, to sort of um, put it all in perspective, this is, why, this is why it's very, very important to be a diligent student of the startup, the lean startup methodology, because you and I, it sounds like a great idea on the surface. Um, but there's a lot of assumptions we're making. We don't know. Really? We don't know who's actually going to be the, the customer. Where are they going to hear about it? How are they going to find it? What actually um, does, like, how, how impressed are they with it? I mean, we, we can sort of say, you know, anecdotally that we would we would want something like that. And I've heard many people say that. But just by, you know, just by population, who are the people who are buying this? Who are, um, where are the areas where this is most important? I mean, in, in the case of animals, it's... Uh, uh, really, where do you where do you hear about this? Do veterinarians actually want to monitor breathing right after the animals had some kind of operation? I mean, these are these are really good questions that would need to be addressed. And and that was even even with the baby monitor, where it seems like such a slam dunk idea. Of course, you want that. Right. Of course, it's going to be a success. Right. Well, not necessarily. I've had, for example, uh, Kathy. I've had since I started. I've had no fewer than four near competitors appear in the marketplace um, doing something pretty similar, some kind of non-contact breathing idea. Uh-huh. Three of them have failed. Three of them no longer exist. Um, wow. And that could be for a number of reasons, but I do. I have a very strong suspicion that it's because they didn't hit the product market fit just right. They didn't understand mm-hmm. what was the exact feature, what was the main feature they need to be focused on. And... Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, if I was a, if I was a marketer, I'd say, you know, there's a lot about messaging you need to understand. I mean, what what is it that will cause a parent to to buy it such a, at such a rate that your business is viable? You know, they can't spend a thousand dollars in ads for one one purchase, one sale. Right. And so there's there's a lot that that goes into that into that cake. And, and one of the maybe one of the easiest. Can you use it on how many phones can you add the app, or can you add you know, as many I mean, as you want? I'll, I'll say unlimited <laughs> because we don't put a cap on that right now. Now, maybe okay. if that gets abused, then we'll probably will put a cap on it. But we don't actually put a cap on it currently because it doesn't take any resources from us to, to support a phone. It's basically free. Mm-hmm. So You know, a newborn parent, they're out for everything that they can get to protect that baby, especially when it's their first child. And this yeah. would be – you, are, are you selling them in, um, like – um, where you buy baby clothes and things like that. 
Um, like like boutiques or uh, yeah, like boutiques. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, like to, so uh, have... Toys R Us would have been great, but they're out of business. But um, <laughs> you know, yeah. like a um a place where they sell baby stuff and not toys, but so you know, we're not in any big box. We're not in any big box stores. Um, that would be. You know, in some ways that sounds amazing. Also, it can be your detriment because <laughs> it's very expensive to get into big box. Um, so we're not in, in any of those places. We do have a couple of boutiques in Utah. Um, I can't. What about everywhere? But this, yeah. Well, anyway, but this is good that you, they can buy it on the internet directly. You know, from you guys, so it's a direct sell. So that's sweet too. And then if they have any questions, you probably have a. You know, place there that they can ask questions on the yeah, site. We have our help. We have our helpful chat bot. Well, it's really just chat, and it does get routed to a person. But, mm-hmm. but we feel the number of questions every day. Wow, this is just good, and it's a good bit too for those who deliver babies as well, pediatricians to have that as well. You know, I think the door is still open. There's a still door open for you and. Uh, and I'm sure you're developing something new to add to it to make it enticing. But, um, you know, to be able to keep a track of your baby's breathing, you can ask any parent out there, you know, they would love to have something like that. Well, we want, what about we want children have seizures? What about children who have seizures? Is it really good for protection to you, believe? You know? We've... Yeah, we've had a number of epileptic uh, kids, and they're usually older. They're like six or seven or eight, and um, and yeah, there's there's not a lot of great options for parents. There are some. There are some. There are some kind of seizure sensors, and they're actually they're more expensive than our camera. We do um, we don't have a specific you know seizure detection. We do have motion detection, as in right, right um, when they're sleeping, and then all of a sudden they start waking up you know, start moving, then then we do have, you know, we have a waking up alert, a notification that gets sent out. And we have had parents, and, and the nice thing is with every notification, you have a video. So there's a, we upload, we automatically upload a video that you can take um, in, in the very near future. You'll, you'll be able to download and store it. Um, but there's a, you know, HD video of what happened immediately before and immediately after that notification got sent. So mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a, it's just a nice record keeping tool. Yeah, a case so that the dog says that never happened. They go, well, yes, yes, I got proof. <laughs> well, that, that's why it's so proof. powerful for that one mom because she had she not only had the breathing data, she had the actual video of the baby. You can pinch to zoom in. I mean, you can. There's so much information you can just. I mean, just with your own eyes, you can see things. And that's why. Well, that's why we ultimately um, choose cameras because you can see there's just scratch. But mm-hmm. a camera can actually tell mm-hmm. you. When they tell me, you know, give me a website, you know, or something that they can contact or see, you know, oh, videos, sure. anything like on YouTube that they can watch. So we have a couple of videos on our website. Um, it's my mm-hmm. Smart Beat. That's smart, S-M-A-R-T, Beat, B-E-A-T, dot com. Mm-hmm. And so it's um, my smart my m y smartbeat.com. com. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and there's there's a couple of uh, there's you can knock yourself out with videos. There's a lot of testimonials on parents who've used it. 
Um, there's a video of me just describing sort of the, the specs and the hardware, so, you know, the, the geeky side of the technology. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a there's a few nice lifestyle videos of people who've um, used the device, or you know, just so you can kind of see it in action. Um, actually, if you even go on to our, it, one of the cool things about the device, you can use it without actually buying one. Did you know that? So if you what? go on to the Google Play Store or in the App Store, yeah, you can, you download the app and it'll say, do you want to take a demo? And it'll pull up a video. It's a, um, it's a pre-recorded video. It's just in, in a loop. It shows what, it's of a, of a model baby that's sleeping. And it's, it was taken from our own camera. It was using our own camera, and it's actually measuring the breathing on this baby. And so you can actually interact with the device just as if you were using it yourself. You, know, you can play with the settings and, and just kind of get a feel for what it would look like in your home before you ever even have to buy the camera. And so uh-huh. uh, that was something we just rolled out uh, a few months ago. And it's okay, well, really let me neat. clarify. Let me clarify this again. So it's a breathing monitor for your baby or your animal or, you know, whatever, you know, for the monitor someone's breathing. But does it detect, you said something about the heart. Does it do anything with the heart? This does not do anything with the heart. Okay, so nothing with that. Um, what about anything else besides just the breathing or just the breathing only? Well, I mentioned motion detection and our oh, newly um, allowed cry detection. So oftentimes... Uh, and those aren't the same because sometimes the baby's moving around; they're not crying, and so it's okay. nice to know if they're just up. <laughs> and uh, okay, um, those those are the ones I can speak to uh, at the moment. Oh, okay, okay. And then because you're working on something else, <laughs> knowing you, you are. You know, I'm working then... on something else, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> you got a strategy go. Well, the next six months, I want to have you back on, like in April, and uh, just let everybody know. I was going to do a um, empowerment innovation um, seminar, but I put it off until April due to the coronavirus and the epidemic that kind of spiked a little bit here in Utah. And I just didn't want to take that chance of people flying in, and yeah, so I put it back until April, and hopefully everything will die down. And you were going to be one of my main one of my main speakers at four main speakers and you were going to show us and talk to us about the my smart beat the baby monitor and uh yeah i had a lot of people that were interested in meeting you but they said they will look forward to seeing you in april so i do want to get you back on the show and i know you're doing some new technology with it i know you are some new innovation stuff with yeah it, well, it's, it's- it's an honor. Thank you for thank you for inviting me on. And uh, I'd also want to. I mean, I know it. It looks nice. I just as we were talking here, I looked at your website. It's it's a cute little camera. You know, it's not big and bulky, and look like you can sit on the dresser or up in the corner of the room, somewhere you can put it. That, you know, to watch your child, and when your dog <laughs> or anybody <laughs> else. I still believe I'm going to talk to my veterinarian. And tell them about this, you know, especially for those who do surgeries and stuff like that on the animals because they stay overnight or sometimes two nights. And they, you know, for the person you, watching the animals, that's good to have something like that on, you know, the 
company phone yeah. that they can just keep yeah. an eye on. You know, I'll, I'll have to. I'll actually put up a LinkedIn post uh, sometime because I, I have the one of the cat. <laughs> and I, I took some screen video of the cat in there it's sleeping, and it's got the it's picking up the cat's breathing, and it's pretty funny. Okay. So you should. I'll send you a link, and you should show that. that. <laughs> I bet you that is so good. But you know, I I I think this is you know for anybody who knows who has had children or have had children or grandparents, this is really. You know, an ideal, you know, especially with the breathing, yeah, the breathing thing too. Especially with senior citizen places too, they could use that. They can use something like that, especially with, you know, a senior who has an issue with breathing. You sound like me, Kathy. Too many things to work on. (laughs) Too many possibilities. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but it's coming. You know, 2019, that's not long ago. And you're living through this pandemic you know, staying in business through this hard time. And, um, you know, the wind, it's going to be a breather in January, February, you know, hoping that it, it releases and, you know, going through some hard times right now. But, um, yeah. but yeah, this would be really good to, and even purchase still today, if somebody has COVID or at home dealing with the issue, this would be good to have and even still to have, you know what I mean? Keep it for yeah. when you're older, <laughs> or keep it for your animal too. You know what I mean? There's so many. It's not just for the baby for one time. It's for quite a few things if they use it to use it wisely. Definitely. So, but anyway, well, Nathan, I would love to thank you so much for coming on my show. And once again, tell us where we can get your um, product at my smart beat. Dot com m y smart b e a t dot com. That's easy to remember, and it'd be a great gift to give to someone who before they have their baby too. So yeah. Yep, it's a popular registry item. It's very yeah people. It's it's a it's a unique gift. It's a unique gift. And it's not bad in price either. So if you can buy a cell phone for a thousand dollars, you can buy one of these easy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and and knowing you, you have more edition stuff coming to it. And, you know, knowing you, by the time it's all said and done, you're going to have that heartbeat. You can listen to their heartbeat. You can listen to their breathing. You can listen to their, you know, their eyes. I mean, the movement of their eyes and stuff. So much ahead. But anyway, well, thank you so much, Nathan. And uh, I will chat with you soon. And Look forward to you in the next six months. How's that sound? Perfect. Thank you, Kathy. Okay. You're welcome. I I like to thank my listeners for coming on and also my sponsors as well as BBS Radio. Thank you so much. You guys have a great day.